I recently discovered and or like kind of came to terms that I'm not a snow person. It always sounds like so romantic in my head. It's like, oh, bring a cup of hot, like a thermos of hot chocolate. And like, we're going to go cut down our tree or go sledding. And it's like, on the way there, it's super stressful. And then you get out of the car and you're instantly uncomfortable. And all you want to do is leave. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to describe the court, like that last run of skiing when you're on the ski lift and you're like, I should have quit already. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm wet and I'm cold. And like, the sun's always gone for that last one. And you're like, I hate this. Why are we doing this? (laughs) Everyone's super cranky and no one wants to talk on the way home. And everyone's like, I gotta get this stuff off of me. Now I'm too hot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hot and wet. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there there be be better better friends watching Friends? I never, also growing up, I never had real snow clothes. I always just wore like lots of layers of like sweats. And so I was always very wet. And like maybe I had a jacket that was waterproof, but like never had snow pants until I was like out of college. <laughs> that makes a big difference for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you also have so much stuff. You're just like a big poofy mess. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When we took Sunny out that day and it was 12, it was like not fun. And she was bundled up to here and like just kind of sitting there like, oh. <laughs> She looked like the the brother in A Christmas Story when he's like, oh, yeah, Randy. I can't put my arms down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she couldn't, like, she had to just be in her, we have, like, a little sleeping bag that goes in the stroller, and she had to just be in that, in her little thing, and, like, even her little nose being exposed was frozen, and so I was like, okay, let's make this quick, like, just around the block, and the snow was so deep, like, the stroller, we had to be in the street, it was the only oh, place God. we could take the stroller, because the sidewalks weren't cleared took so long to put all my crap on and then I was like this will be fun same thing like it's gonna be really fun like family outing in the snow and then it was just like we have to go inside it's too cold and I took her in and then immediately was just like oh my god I'm so hot I can't hold you and she's just like (laughs) it's like oh my god I have too many layers of clothes on oh my god I I have to take care of my oxygen mask first child (laughs) I'm so sorry I'm so hot I'm wearing 50 layers and it took the whole ordeal took like five times as long as we were outside and no one really had that much fun i always see these photos of families going sleep like sledding or skiing or snowboarding and i'm just like am i just not one of those people that's ever gonna take my kids to do snow activities (laughs) we're like beach and mountains and that's it but not snow mountains just not no not snow mountains warm mountains Desolation wilderness is about as mountain as we mountainy as we get. There's no ice picking or anything like that. Okay, well I'm not that kind of snow person. No ice picks. No like cleat shoes. I'm like excited to have Sunny learn to ski because I grew up skiing and Court never learned, so he's gonna learn with her. Oh, that's awesome. They can take classes together. This is my dream. We'll see if it ever happens. I've been wanting to take him skiing since we met. And I was like, well, I haven't been in 15 years, so I can, I'll stay with you on the bunny slope. Like, 
what a concession on my part. But really, I need to be like, can I still do this? Yeah. <laughs> she also has all four of her two-year-old molars already. So oh God. maybe she is going to be like seven feet tall at two years old. She's going to be one of those kids that's like freakishly coordinated at a very <laughs> young age where you're like, mm, you're not supposed to move like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's going to ideally get coordination from court. And if she does, then she'll be very gifted athletically. But I told court, like, what if she wants to be like an artsy weirdo? That's okay. He was like, well, I'm going to teach her to throw. All right. Well, (laughs) she might get some of my genes, which is going to be unfortunate for you. The competition gene is not strong in me in any way. Like, I'd rather just not do it than compete. I really just want to be like on an elliptical for 20 minutes alone every day. <laughs> I totally feel you on that. Leave me alone. Yeah. Let me watch my show and sweat uh-huh. it out. Have you watched anything horrible? Because I sure have. No, I'm I'm still on my survivor kick. It's not horrible. It's drama filled, but it's not like, you know. It's not like what I'm watching. <laughs> what are you watching? Please, please tell me. Well, after watching, I think, three seasons of the UK, what's it even called now? Love Island? Love Island? Yeah. yeah. I can't even remember which awful thing it is. <laughs> so I watched three seasons, and all of theirs have, like, over 40 episodes a season. <laughs> is your brain hurt? Does your brain hurt? Like I had to stop. I, I was like, I need some true crime now. I need something, like, the exact opposite of this. So then I watched this, like, horrible true crime thing. But then a new season of Too Hot to Handle came out <gasps> and I just started it this week. Oh, my God. So, OK, I think I saw that pop up being like something you'd like to watch. <laughs> you might like this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's on my radar. Tyler and I are watching Welcome to Chippendales. That's not a documentary. Right? That's like a no, it's it's like it's like a dark comedy. But it's it like follows the whole franchise and how it came to be. And it's really, really good. And so Tyler and I watch it together and we just sit there watching like this. <laughs> like, I can't believe we're watching this, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> like, the breakaway pants and like, it's so funny. It's so good. We started watching, Tyler's probably seen it. It's about the Lakers and it's got John C. Riley in it. It's not called Showtime. It's called like Winning Time or something. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's about the the team, the basketball team, the Lakers. I know. Um, I know that. <laughs> it's about when, uh, when Magic Johnson, when they drafted him and like the oh. era of the Showtime Lakers, when they got like Laker girls and they brought in all the celebrities and it was like trying to save the franchise. Otherwise, it's been bowl games for college football and then NFL, whatever. And then, you know, it's a lot of sports going on in this house. Tyler got rid of YouTube TV because he said that basketball was ruining his life. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like life just goes by so fast. I don't even remember like anything that's happened in the last two weeks and we've been home every day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I saw you not too long before that. Yeah. Which was really nice. I'm so, it was so good to have you here and little Sunny Bunny. She's so cute. She's a firecracker. The personality coming out is like, it's the best. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I haven't watched this episode in a long time. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot which one we were on because I was like, I, I already did all these notes. I must have, we must have recorded this one. <laughs> and I, and then I was like, oh no, this is only half my notes. I should rewatch the episode. So I did it this afternoon. I don't even have my notes up. Hang on. Oh, okay. I can't remember where to I'm, I'm going to pull up. We're just a, we're just a hot mess. <laughs> do you want to get into it? Do you want to? Yeah. You want to start? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I hope I remember what happened. You'll wait, be fine. these are your notes. I was like, wait, I don't write like this. Hang on, I have your notes open. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does it have a summary? Okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's I'm, been a I'm, it's I'm been a now. it's been a real hot minute since we've recorded. <laughs> All right. Well, this is season two, episode three, the one where Heckles dies. But there's no Mr. in the title. No, it's just Heckles. Not very respectful, by the way. That's no, a good point. <laughs> I was just like, oh, how come? Yeah, because they always refer to him as Mr. Heckles. Yeah. Well, the director was Kevin Bright and writers were Kaufman and Crane. And the episode aired October 5th, 1995. I have no back facts. I have nothing going on. <laughs> Should we start with trivia? I forgot. We ha- I have trivia. I snuck in my child's room. Okay. Um, well, I'm notoriously bad at answering these. So anytime <laughs> I can give you the trivia, I will happily do so. Because okay. I feel so embarrassed when I have to answer. I got to download this real quick because otherwise my phone doesn't flip it. I'm already becoming an, like, I'm, I'm already becoming old. I'm like, I don't know how to flip it on my phone or change the settings, but. Um, remember a little while ago when I was like, oh, my Apple pods, what are they called? iPods? And you're like, <laughs> AirPods. Okay. Question one. Oh, God damn it. It's flipping again. Okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll just read it like this. My head tilted at a 45 degree angle. That okay. is what an old person would yeah, do. It, it totally. Thank God. Anyway. Okay. Question one. What does Rachel <laughs> watching you? You look like a chicken, like kind of trying to adjust your head to see. Sorry. Okay. Question one. What does Rachel tell her female coworkers to keep them away from tag? That he's gay. Yes. Number two. What is Joey's shoe size? Oh, it's like an eight and a half or something or a nine. Seven. Dang it. That's really small. Yeah. Is that the one? It's when Monica gets married and Chandler has the shoes that are super slippery. Yes. This is you. You're embarrassed. You don't know the answers to questions. I'm embarrassed that I'm like, let me recount the entire scene for you. (laughs) Chandler took what kind of lessons before his wedding day? That's easy. Dancing. Yes. From who? Oh, was it Mr. Trigger? Yes. <laughs> Number four. What did Chandler's coworker, Bob, think Chandler's name was? Oh, oh, shoot. Is it like Clint or Frank? No, I think that came up in a different episode. <laughs> Clint. The- oh, that's what Chandler went to name himself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, God. Toby. Toby. Yes. Good job. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Number five. What did Ursula's fiance do for a living? He was a teacher, right? Kindergarten teacher or second grade. Second. Okay. Yeah. Basically the same. (laughs) Well, well done. That was good. 
Also, before we get into the episode, I have to show you this Christmas present I received from someone. It's a peephole frame. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> and we have um it says <laughs> it says multiple uses on it. For what? <laughs> two uses are hang it on the back of your door or use as a photo frame. So we actually have a peephole on our door that was painted shut, but it's you it's on the inside. So I'm Right now, there's a wreath on it, so I'm going to hang up my people this week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Will you send me a picture of it so I can mm-hmm. put it on our stories? Yes, I will, certainly. Okay. I also, we used the the chalkboard mug you gave me, the friend's mug, <laughs> um, but Court didn't, hasn't used it for me. I, I've only, only used it for him, and I was like, oh, God, this is blood pressure. Like, what am I going to write on it for the first thing? And I wrote, haughty boom body on it hottie boom body yeah oh i like that good job (laughs) thank you (laughs) bringing sexy back over here for sure (laughs) gotta keep it alive once you have kids you gotta find your ways oh yeah i have one fact so this is a little random but in this episode phoebe it like roasts Ross on all of the whole like science evolution stuff um, and how she doesn't believe in it. Um, the the one fact that I found was that Lisa Kudrow actually got a biology degree before pursuing her acting career, which I thought was like a fun little, fun little nugget because that this is like one of my favorite Phoebe Ross moments of the whole series is when this whole interaction about evolution and science it's wonderful she is really really smart in real life or regular yes life i think she worked with her dad in like a lab or something she was doing like science stuff we talk about this in another episode remember how Perfect. we for- we forget about what we talked about um, yes, I yeah. forget my own name. <laughs> no, she was like part of some PhD study yeah. with something in biology. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But you know what? We already talked about it, so we don't have yep. to talk about it again. Just cut it all. Cut it. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Do you have a summary? I do have a summary. Are you ready? Should I ask that better? Do you have a, a summary? <laughs> do, 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 do a summary. <laughs> You Please you don't. you asked it like like Mr. Darcy being like I love I love I, I love you. Do you have do you have do you have a summary summary? Please sir, please could you spare a summary? Oh man, this is going great. So oh my god, okay, sorry, you're gonna have to edit a lot out. I okay. always have to. I know. Okay, here's here's this yeah. here's the summary. The gang is shocked when their cranky downstairs neighbor, Mr. Heckles, dies and leaves all of his possessions to Monica and Rachel. While going through his things, Chandler discovers eerie parallels between himself and Mr. Heckles, which makes him start to fear he will inevitably die alone. Meanwhile, Rachel and Monica argue over a lamp and Phoebe and Ross argue over evolution. That really sums it up. I just realized there's not a lot of scene changes in this one. It's just like apartment or heckles right it's just the girls are heckles yes there's a couple coffee shop oh there may be one coffee shop scene oh, with, with janice yeah but it's it's interesting i noticed with the directing of this one there's like really fast cuts from scene to scene like between when 
when they're like stomping and and like interacting with Heckles and then all of a sudden Heckles is dead. It's like this really fast choppy transitions which are kind of like for shock value. I it was different than a normal episode. You said Kevin Bright directed this mm-hmm. one. We'll have to see the next one he directs if that's like a style of his or yeah, if it's just for this episode, if it's just um because yeah. deaf, I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know. I I really liked it. It was I thought it was really funny. There's a lot like, of good one-liners in this one. Yeah. No, I, I, like another another one is when like Chandler goes and makes the phone call and all of a sudden like then Janice is coming in the next, you know, like it's just like it's really quick and witty. Speaking of when they were stomping, I always really liked that one. That's like a scene from the intro montage, mm-hmm. all of them stomping there. I always liked that one. Yeah. Because it goes with music. Yeah. Jump in. Do you have anything else? No, that's all I got. When I watched this episode, I was, we were supposed to, I think we were supposed to meet and I was like rushing, 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 rushing. And then we ended up just talking and not recording. And so we'll have to see how good my notes are because I was just like, hurry, hurry, no time for anything. Oh, God. it'll be fine we'll be great yeah it won't be any worse than the previous quality of these episodes (laughs) no this is this is what we got this is who we are so deal so when we start they're playing poker yeah in the girls apartment i was gonna say ross is looking pretty good in comparison to like the first season like his hair has grown out he doesn't use as much product. He's wearing like a black, like a simple black V, although it's that giant baggy, like long sleeve, like long short sleeves that are down to his <laughs> elbows. But I think that's just the style. But he's looking that's very like-, like 90s gap. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. But he's looking pretty good. I made a similar note. I said all the guys look really good, actually. The only thing that oh. <laughs> I, would- <laughs> I will say is that Joey's hair is like specifically styled and rumpled in a way that's he's like trying to go for like the five-year-old look where it's like mm. pieces are going every direction but, but it's, it's too on, intentional but it's on purpose yeah mm. and that kind of bugged me a little bit i kind of missed like like the i kind of missed the floppy joey hair yeah well now they're really famous so oh yeah <laughs> rico suave now <laughs> or whatever i also noticed that this like what a change from the last episode poker episode to this one and rachel wins this hand and i was curious if like jennifer aniston was that was really good in real life because i know they all play poker and i couldn't find out but i did find this thing that i thought i would share i guess it's kind of a back fact but you know in the the episode with the poker where she does the like the shuffle the card trick thing yeah this is from experts123.com, which I assume is experts. Totally um, legit. They said, a magician who is familiar with trick decks tells me that even with a trick deck, it takes skill to do that. Because the debate was like, did she really learn how to do that or was it a trick deck? He says a few hours of practice would have been needed to get the timing and the snap needed for her to make it look as good as she did. So either way, it really did take some skill for her to do that in the oh, last that's episode. cool. But I have no knowledge of whether or not in real life she's a good poker player. So she probably is because she's probably. perfect in every other way. Yeah. 
Um, also, I guess the back fact that I forgot to talk about was, have you watched the Matthew Perry interview? No, I haven't. I've been not wanting to like go down that downhill. It's, it's hard. It's hard, but I, I made a note, like I was so sad watching him in this cause I had just watched it mm-hmm. and thinking about how many drugs he's on in this and like how all the things that I always think are so funny that he does are like very drug fueled and that just it was really sad and that i'm really it's really amazing that he did that interview because he's struggled so much and he talks about how he spent like you know 15 years or he spent like half his life in rehab facilities or in like treatment and millions of dollars and he's got a permanent slur and it's just really sad but wow he seems like he's doing good now he really loves pickleball he's obsessed with pickleball (laughs) Pickleball is taking America by storm. I will just God. say. People are obsessed. There's like an old armory building up here that got bought and turned into indoor pickleball courts. And it was created on Bainbridge Island here. And so it's like our official, they like had it on the ballot to be our official state sport or something. Wait, pickleball was birthed from Bainbridge? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. The original court's still there. It was like a dad and his friends like made it up to for something to do. Wow. Um, yeah. our like local park, um, less than a mile away, just repainted and like resurfaced their tennis courts mm-hmm. and converted them into pickleball courts. <laughs> yep, because no one wants to play tennis anymore. Yeah, I've never played pickleball. I watch people play it and it's <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to any pickleball people out there, but it seems dumb. <laughs> I was asking someone like, what do you do? And I was like, is it like big ping pong or small tennis? And they were like, yes. Yes. But what but it's is like it? it's a tiny paddle and like a big ball. So it like <laughs> does the, it does this like clunk, clunk. <laughs> And it's like, you don't, you can't do it hard. It has to be this like little swooping thing. Because it's like a wiffle ball, right? Yeah. So it gets some, it like kind of floats. It doesn't really bounce. It's Yeah, it's not like ping pong where you can like slam it. It's like this like bloop, bloop, bloop. But it's, it's like a sport for our age. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally is. <laughs> But it's just funny because the ball like seems it's like it is a wiffle ball sized, but the paddles are about ping pong sized. <laughs> so it looks silly. I'm not I'm not hating on pickleball. I just I just don't understand it. I guess I have to get into pickleball if I want to keep living here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's indoors. So there you go. That's true. Chandler broke up with someone because they had big nostrils. Yeah, and they're all giving him a hard time um, because they say that he's being too picky. But Joey sides with Chandler, saying that when he moved to the city, he dated a girl with a huge Adam's apple, and he didn't like that. And I, I love when Chandler turns to Ross and is like, "Should I tell him or should I?" And Ross and is like, like, "You I or got, me? I got this." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and Chandler just shakes his head first, and he's just like, "It's you or me." Yeah. Which one? But this is not the not the last time that Joey screws up the Adam's apple stuff. Later, he says it hurts my Joey's apple. Joey's apple. Like, it's, it's not named for each individual man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Um, 
But I also, I did a little, little deep dive on Adam's apples because oh I, I knew that it would like, there's a myth about it only being men. And so I, I Googled it and I, cause I wanted to also know like, what is an Adam's apple? Like, why mm-hmm. do men have it more so than women, even though women can have them? Like, what's the, what's the deal with the Adam's apple? <laughs> that was a great impression, by the way. <laughs> According to LiveScience.com, Adam's apples are found on both women and men. They just show up more prominently in men because what it is, it's like a bony chunk of cartilage that's wrapped around your voice box. And it happens during puberty like and is like created to protect your 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 la- larynx. larynx. <laughs> hard word to say. I don't know how to say that word, but your voice. I think you said it right. (laughs) And it like protects your thyroid gland. Like your Adam's apple sits on top of your thyroid. So it's just called thyroid cartilage. And men get bigger ones and they're more protruding because during puberty, it like develops because you get a spike in testosterone. Okay. But we do have like, if I poke in my neck, I can feel something there, right? So. Yeah. So men's just like they, because men have larger voice boxes. So like they have deeper voices, there's more cartilage and it sticks out more. Oh, got it. So if you, so if you like actually look at like men who have deeper voices, they tend to have more protruding Adam's apples. Oh. I also, if you're, if you're just wondering, can you surgically alter the size of your Adam's apple? Then the answer is yes, you can. <laughs> You can either enhance it or reduce it. It's often seen in facial masculinization surgery. And to add, like they can either shave it off to like look more feminine or you put cartilage from other places in your body and put it like graft it on top of whatever's already there to create like more of a prominent Adam's apple. Here's a question. You may not have done this research, but if you add to it or reduce it, does it change your voice? I don't think so. No. No. I mean, I think the what changes your voice is like the amount of testosterone mm. that you have and that just that I don't know. I don't know the science behind it, but I don't think that will affect your Adam's apple because your that cartilage is already like developed. Mm. But I'm totally speculating here. So, but you speculated respectfully. Thanks. Respectful <laughs> speculation. Yes. If you had your <laughs> spectacles on, that would have been perfect. <laughs> nice. After the credits, we return and they're still on the same subject of Chandler's picky, picky dating life. I was trying to figure out like, are they drinking beer? Because all of their hands are covering the labels very strategically. Oh. So I, I was like, is that ginger beer? Is that real beer? I could not tell. Um, but there's a knock on the door and it's Mr. Heckles. And we've already done his credits before, so I didn't include anything new. But um, I have, I had a question. Do we know why they call him Mr. And do we know what his first name is? I couldn't find it anywhere. Well, I, I assumed that... Heckles came from his nickname in high school when he was like the class clown. Oh. But I don't know if it was actually his name or if that's like a nickname that he just adopted and took with him. 
I'm not sure. I always assumed it was his name, but I guess that's interesting point. If it wasn't his name, though, you'd think when they saw him in the yearbook, they'd be like, wait, his name was this? Yeah, that's true. That's an unfortunate name to actually have. He really lived up to it. I love the fact that he's Mr. Heckles and like everything he says is just a like deadpan lie. (laughs) (laughs) He says that all of their stomping is disturbing his birds. And then (laughs) Rachel's just like, you don't have birds. And he's just like, I could have birds. I love that. And when he gets the monkey and he's like, oh, that's my name, Bob, 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 Buttons. Bob, Buttons. Bob, Buttons. And then he just leaves and he's like, I'm going to rejoin my dinner party. <laughs> and he's wearing this like terrible black brown robe. But when I was looking for what his first name was, I found this thing. It's a little bit long, but it's worth reading. It's from zoomtventertainment.com. And this is from. Larry, whatever his name is, that plays Mr. Heckles. It's a uh, quote from him. He says, Mr. Heckles, five times I was on, but it was over three years. And I was on the first time before we even came on the air. And I was on the third one they filmed. So they didn't know that it was going to be a hit and they weren't famous. They were just like me. I was a funny character actor who came in to do a role, but there's a difference between five shows and six shows. At five shows, you're still a one-off. But when they say we want you for a sixth show, your category changes and you're now a recurring. The agent calls and he's like, hey, I've got good news and bad news. And I said, what? And he said, it's friends. You got your five. And I was like, boom, okay, I'm on the cusp. What's the bad news? (laughs) You die in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And Larry further added, I did go to the writer and I said, who actually wrote it down? Just point him out. Who is it? And he said, well, I'm a beginner writer. That was my first script. And I asked them, how should I start? They said, pick a character. And I picked yours, Mr. Heckles, because I liked you and I wrote an episode about you. You didn't die in that episode. They liked it and bought it and said, yeah, we're going to do this. Then he said a couple of days later, they came to him, the writer, and said, one of the friends, the males is moving out, but we can't make him move away. So we need to move him into an apartment. We have built Mr. Heckles' set, so we have an apartment set. And since they already had it ready and he was going to move out, they were going to move him into Mr. Heckles' apartment. So what do we do with him? Let's give him a heart attack. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that's why Mr. Heckles gets killed off is because they needed the set for later when Joey moves out. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's awful. So he was so close to getting six, like six is recurring and he only got five. They killed him. I wish he would have stuck around. I really like Mr. Heckles. Me too. They start doing impressions of Janice and Phoebe misses Janice. And I also miss Janice. Phoebe's impression of Janice is great. Rachel's is not. That's what I said too. It's so bad. (laughs) It's just so bad. It's so bad. And also Joey's sandwich is so dry again. Like, why can't these poor people ever have a condiment on their sandwich? (laughs) It's like wrapped in a paper towel and just tomato and meat. That's all he needs, Sarah. That's true. It's just like, it's just the bread is just a conduit for the meat. (laughs) That's true. But also, so it was so funny because Phoebe's impression is so good. Rachel's is so bad. And then Joey is like not really paying attention to anyone. His back is turned. And like his only way of making an impression of Janice is by like 
imitating her having sex. <laughs> so good. He does that again when they're like living in their apartment with the patio furniture and Joey's like reading a magazine sitting at the table and he's doing the like Tom Hanks uh Forrest Gump like <laughs> and Joey's I, or Chandler's talking to someone I can't remember who's talking to but he's like imitating them like the bed sounds of yes, them having sex yes yes anyway which I guess is good for Chandler if that's Joey's so. reference point for her like <laughs> great Chandler <laughs> yeah sounds like he was really listening to her needs yeah but then Mr. Heckles is like pounding on the ceiling slash floor and I love that ever like the whole direction of that scene where like Monica and Rachel start stomping and then he like pounds again and then everyone joins in the stomping it's just so ah it's such a like good group dynamic I loved that escalation of stomping. It's the best. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah. Rachel says, like, we won. And they high five. And then they cut to the dead body. <laughs> but Which... before that, also, <laughs> sorry. I just had to say that I really liked Rachel's velvet baby doll dress. It was like something that I wanted to wear in junior high and yeah. never had. And also, did you happen to see how short Ross's pants were when he was sitting down? No. He didn't even have cute socks on to like have short pants. They were white athletic tube socks and they were oh, so no. short, like so almost to the top of the socks is bad. Ooh. Oh no. When they cut to him like being taken away on the gurney and Rachel's just like, how did it, how did this happen? And Trigger's just like, he must've been sweeping. <laughs> it could have been me. He's just so, like, dopey. I know. I love it. I love that he keeps coming back. He's the best. Do you yeah. want to know about him? Yes, please. Because this is this is his first appearance. Yes. yes. First time we meet Trigger. Mike Hagerty. Um, he's also in five, only five episodes, so he did not get that recurring, just like Mr. Heckles. Um, he was born May 10th, 1954, and he sadly passed away May 5th, 2022. So very recently. Oh, wow. He started acting when he was invited by Jim Belushi to join Second City. And he then started acting in films and TV shows, beginning with Dr. Detroit in 1983. He became known for his mustache and thick Chicago accent. He met his wife in his 20s and was with her until his death. The majority of his career was spent in TV, but he had small roles in many films and ultimately had over 100 acting credits throughout his career. Recognized for small character roles in a wide range of popular comedies, including Martin, Cheers, the Wayans Brothers, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Friends, Seinfeld, and The Wonder Years. And he was one of 20 actors to appear in both Friends and Seinfeld. So I liked that. Wow. A 20. lot of crossover. That's a 20. lot. Yeah. He was also a regular on The George Carlin Show, which was his first recurring TV role. And one of his final acting roles was Somebody Somewhere, which he was still filming when he passed away. He died, like I said, May 5th, 2022, while in a coma after suffering from a seizure. He was 67. And the seizure was caused by an adverse reaction to antibiotics he was taking for an infection in his leg. Oh, God. But he's one of those guys like Steve Martin that was born looking old and never aged. Like, I was like, how old is he in this episode? Because he was he was like in his 40s in this episode. And he just looks like he was born this age and never changed. Like, he's yeah. always this old. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love him. Mm -hmm. I Same. 
Like all of the episodes he's in are really memorable. Like especially mm-hmm. the one with Joey and the dancing. Yeah. I'm so good. Well, when we cut back, Phoebe being Phoebe can sense his soul in the building and like yells at him to go <laughs> into the light. And everyone just scoffs at her, but she's just like, there's lots of things out there that I don't believe in. And it doesn't mean they're not true. Like crop circles, the Bermuda Triangle, or evolution. And this just sets Ross off. She thinks evolution is a nice story, but a little too easy. Oh my and God. Ross, like, cannot deal. I, Dude, I put the same thing. I was just like, he cannot deal. <laughs> the looks that monica and joey give each other they like know he's about to lose it it's so good yeah they just kind of shrug like oh you got (laughs) you're on your your own i think the best part of like this whole back and forth is that she's so flippant about it Mm -hmm. she's just like i just don't like it's not a big it's not a big deal like she's so nonchalant which only pushes his butt his buttons more and when when she says like gravity like i just don't believe in it you know it's like too easy like gravity and he's just like holy shit, i can't <laughs> what do i do with this well it's not that she doesn't believe in gravity she mostly feels like she's being pushed, pushed down, down instead of pulled yes, <laughs> yes. the door knocks and trigger comes the door in. knocks they're the, the there's a knock on the door the door is here oh my god that's a nightmare there is a knock at the door and trigger comes in with heckle's attorney who wants to leave everything to the noisy girls and i have a li- just a little bit about this attorney it was hard to find his name in his name in the show because that he's credited as Buddy Doyle with a D as in dog, but Trigger definitely says Boyle, B as in boy. <laughs> he like I listened to it multiple times, and I was like, wait. So I don't know if it's Buddy Boyle or Buddy Doyle, but he's credited as Doyle, and Trigger says it. I think wrong, um, okay. and they just didn't fix it. But anyway, his real name is Danny Dayton. <laughs> Neither of those names, but it's kind of funny if it is Boyle because it's. Buddy Boyle, BB, and then Danny uh-huh. Dayton, DD. Uh, 1923 to 1999. In the 50s, he's played many roles in film and TV. He had a recurring role on All in the Family, guest roles in MASH, Incredible Hulk, Charlie's Angels, and The Love Boat. He graduated from School of Journalism at NYU before he became an actor. And he also directed episodes of Occasional Life, Here's Lucy, and the short-lived series Good Morning World. I like the way he delivers lines. Yeah. Like he only has a couple lines, but he delivers them with a punch. And I like that. <laughs> I know. You're a noisy girl one and you're a noisy girl two. <laughs> <laughs> or when she's like, let's talk money. And he's like, there is none. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how Monica's like, isn't it amazing? You can touch someone's life without even knowing it. And then here's your fast cut mm-hmm. to Heckle's apartment and it's all full of crap. Revenge. Yeah. Oh my God. Heckle's apartment. Can we just talk about Heckle's Please. apartment? I can't wait. So I I started looking for background stuff and it was like so overwhelming <laughs> that I, I couldn't go deep. There's just so many brown undertones like <laughs> and brown everywhere. And I think it was because like they're trying to convey that he's this hoarder and that everything is dirty and it totally works because there's like hippy dippy beads which i totally had in my uh, 20s. same from yuba blue <laughs> yep. the curtains and 
the upholstery anywhere there's fabric are all just like these brown 70s patterns and flavors (laughs) it's definitely a contrasting palette to the like purple walls of upstairs and like they're if they're right above him his apartment seems much smaller (laughs) well i'm wondering i i noticed that too i'm like the layout is very different i mean not different in terms of the rooms but the size like they still he still has the rooms where the rooms would be like the doors but yeah the actual living space is (laughs) very small and maybe they meant to do that because they wanted it to look more cluttered yeah filling up a comparable sized monica (laughs) and rachel apartment with crap would be a kind of a lot of work and who has the budget for another apartment that big (laughs) i was also curious because when chandler freaks out a little bit later that people are walking above like they hear they hear the noise and they're like oh that is loud but who isn't it their apartment who's up there I don't know. I had the same question. Shouldn't they be freaked out? <laughs> there's there's a little like in like in con- con- continuity in continuity is that the word? I think it's just continuity. Oh. <laughs> there's a little continuity continuity mistake. <laughs> yeah, well cuz he talks about in the in the yearbook how the like the the boys were noisy, but they're not even above him. <laughs> Like maybe he hears them on the stairs. Oh, maybe that would make more sense. But also in his apartment, there's just stacks of books and magazines everywhere. I noticed that there was some old Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups, a TV monitor or some kind of monitor that looked like it was from like the very first TV ever made (laughs) that was sitting on the desk with a bunch of dried plants on top of it. So it was just like crap on top of crap. And Ross can't let go of the evolution thing. Oh my God. She just doesn't care. Also, is Phoebe wearing a collared newspaper shirt? I think so. It's a collared tank top also, which is even better. Yeah, that my mom used to wear like exclusively those shirts to work in the 90s with like capri pants. Uh Uh-huh. No. Well, and, and Ross was trying to demonstrate the evolution thing with little bird figurines which i thought was which i thought was so funny just because it gives him like a little prop to work with and anytime david schwimmer has props it's amazing but also like or mr heckles could have birds those are his that's true (laughs) it's true he has all these random little birds but i like that phoebe's like you can actually see it oh i didn't know you could actually see evolution (laughs) But here's the thing is that she's like, so she's open to it. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. Um, I also thought that my, something called my big book of grievances is something that we should have had in high school. (laughs) Totally. Or maybe now. Yeah. I was Um, curious if you, if you think that Mr. Huckles came up with that name and wrote it on there himself, or if there was actually a book that he bought called My Big Book of Grievances. I think he wrote it. I think so too. (laughs) When Rachel finds the seashell lamp and Monica completely shuts her down, I have to say I'm siding with Rachel on this. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have any stuff. Mm -hmm. And Monica is being kind of a bee about it. (laughs) yeah she's totally rachel's totally right like you think of it as your apartment and i just rent a room Mm -hmm. 
And she always does. Fun fact is that Monica and Chandler in the future will have a similar argument when (laughs) when Chandler moves in. Yeah. When uh, Rachel's moving out so Chandler can move in, she's in the kitchen and she's like, Monica, which of all this kitchen stuff is mine? And Monica gives her like, what is it? Like a um, corkscrew or something. Yeah. (laughs) Or like a magnet. Yeah. Like like a bottle opener. Yeah. Oh, I did like when I didn't like the evolution storyline. I was kind of just like, "Mm, whatever. But I liked when Phoebe said, I think it's time you put Ross under the microscope. When she like belittles him a little bit and like lectures down to him is like, oh, oh, I'm you poor, sad little man. (laughs) It's it's the best because it's it so infuriates him. Like he's Mm -hmm. just like doesn't know what to do. He's just so frantically doing those little like thumb puppet things. I know. Opposable thumbs. I apparently wrote, I don't really care about this episode, but I like Heckles' comments on the photos of the girls he dated. So I guess the first time I watched this one, I was that into it. But I thought it was funny the second time. I liked the, the the photos, the series of comments that he does, the writing is so good because it says like too loud, big gums. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just not expecting that at all. It's, I love that line. It's so good. Chandler is like spiraling also that they're the same. Yes. No, he like with every comment, he's just freaking out more and more. <laughs> and I loved the stops on Chandler's train. Bittertown, Aloneville and Hermit Junction. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, and Joey's just like, come on, you're going to find someone. And Chandler is seriously freaking out. He's just like, how do you know? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to help you. when joey's like come on i'll buy you breakfast i was like what joey would not buy him breakfast he'd be like come on let's have breakfast you can buy yeah there's also another prominent nike sweatshirt i noticed that too i was like that's that's a pretty uh loud swoosh right there (laughs) right there front center on his well that's not a lapel but like on his lapel area lapel area (laughs) whatever that body part is (laughs) because when he just sits there after chandler leaves and he's like supposedly supposedly did they go to the zoo supposedly it does sound kind of right yeah but when chandler says i'm not gonna end up like this i knew what was about to happen and i got so excited Uh and then i noticed like while joey's kind of pondering supposedly there's like a pretty cool little cow statue right behind him that i like did you see that yes yes (laughs) i do like the cow it's like right in front of a bunch of like random stuff on that that's mounted to the wall that looks like it's supposed to hold a bunch of candles but there's not a bunch of candles (laughs) the cow is cute and uh he calls someone and he's like hey it's me and that someone is janice oh my god and we do another fast cut right to the coffee shop yes which by the way it's clearly a work day because they're wearing suits and chandler has a weird like harlequin clown tie it's that's so big. It looks like a clown tie, like the wide short ties. Oh my god. Did you see Ross's horrifying yes. suit, the cream pinstripes? Oh my god. It looks like he's like a fancy he's in a fancy British mob. <laughs> like I was just like 
Who wears that ever? <laughs> That's a really good description. It's like the mob going to tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Janice is pregnant and married. Wendy, she walks in and he's just like, oh my God. And Joey's like, look how fat she got. Oh, Joey. I was realizing too, and I think I saw this on IMDb, but she has like multiple kids because she has this kid. I think so. She's pregnant here, but then she also has a baby when Rachel has a baby. Yeah. she. So I was wondering who she's married to right now. Did she get remarried to her ex or is this someone new? Is this the mattress king? Well, that was her that was her husband that she left and then got back together with. Like she cheated on Chandler with him. Oh yeah. So I was wondering, did they get remarried? Because they got divorced. She wrote the alimony pony. And then <laughs> Because later when he's dating Janice again down the road, she's mm-hmm. like, I have to go get the baby or whatever. Yeah. I have to go pick up the baby. Whose kid is that then? Is this like just a random husband we don't know about? We'll have to we'll have to do some research on this because um, I was just surprised. I was like, oh yeah, she has multiple kids, multiple husbands too. Yeah. But when we go back to the girls' apartment, Monica is being so insane about the lamp. Oh Your God, <laughs> I I wrote Rachel is fondling the lamp and Monica is being a bitch. <laughs> and Ross is being so annoying. They're clearly so related. I know. They're just like both completely neurotic. I love though when Monica's like, do you know I'm allergic to shellfish? Like trying to be like passive aggressive. And Rachel's just like, well, you'll just have to eat the other lamps. That line is mostly. She is being such a bitch. It's so stupid. Like just get over it. And the way that Ross walks in with his briefcase of fossils, like he's (laughs) ready for this showdown. He's just like so prepared that he's going to show her. And I love that she's like, there's not just one tiny part of you that can admit. And he's like, I guess so. One tiny part. And she's like, I I can't believe you came. It's like the, I don't know, like she just flips it on him so much. It's so wonderful because she just like using science against him right like she's the open-minded one and you're the one who's closed-minded that you can't even think that like you know so much you're so unbelievably arrogant and then he she's just like oh at least at least i respected you (laughs) you just abandoned your whole belief system she's like how can you ever face your work or yourself or your colleagues ever again (laughs) but also what what is she wearing it's the like purple skin tight dress with the ruffles on the bottom and then the sheer shirt over the top yeah it's very like (laughs) mob's wife goes to tea (laughs) maybe it was to like compliment his (laughs) pinstripe well so i was just about to say it's very like kind of disco barbie but then i had this thought of because the next episode is where we have she has her skater husband and she is where she has this like hairdo that is very 60s and she's wearing kind of a mod Mm -hmm. dress so I was going to say it's not very Phoebe, but I take it back. Maybe it is. It's an no, enigma. She is constantly <laughs> changing and evolving. But like a purple skin tight dress with ruffles and a sheer shirt just didn't feel like her at all. But yeah, whatever. Oh. Monica breaks the lamp, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just I love the way that Ross storms out before she breaks the lamp. He just like 
takes his briefcase and hugs it to him and like won't make eye contact with anyone and just like leads with his head but then when she when she knocks over the lamp and rachel's just like chandler monica broke my seashell lamp and he's like well i'm gonna die alone and she's just like i guess you win and his hair is so fuzzy poofy and he's so huffy it's it's really funny Monica says he won't die alone. And I was like, oh, because they end up together. I know. (laughs) I know. But he's spiraling because Janice is his safety net. And now he needs to get a snake. (laughs) I love that whole progression. He's just losing it, like losing his mind. And so he mentions, so I don't know if you caught on to this, but like he mentioned that he is afraid that he's going to turn out like the guy in the subway who eats his own face. And I tried to find the reference to this. I was like, there has to be something and I could not find anything. Is this like a reference to like the bath salts? The bath Isn't salts this too guy? early for that? That's what I thought. But all the news that I, all the, the all the articles I could find online were like recent. <laughs> Guy eating own face. Yeah, that's exactly what I Googled. (laughs) I made a note that Monica and Rachel always call people honey, and I've always wished I could pull that off, and I can't. No. I can't. No. We both know that I can't. Yeah. No, you can't. I can't (laughs) either. (laughs) They just have that, like, thing about them. Yeah. What is that thing? I don't know. Being famous? I don't know. (laughs) being a nice person (laughs) you just can't say it without being condescending (laughs) yeah oh honey (laughs) yeah it's not one i'll try on in my life i've tried on a few catchphrases that didn't really land so much (laughs) yeah you have (laughs) son (laughs) oh yeah that's tough i still wish i could pull that off i know i don't have any swag yeah um you've got swag sarah it's just a very special specific kind sarah swag uh, did we go back to Heckle's apartment? Yes. I really like the weird Barbie clock. I'm into it. Oh, the girly clock? Yeah. I like the way it moves. I kind of like it. But his apartment number is eight, but he's on the floor below the girls who are number six. And how many apartments are there and how long has it been? <laughs> and where are we? <laughs> it's like some like time warp, like maze zone. Black hole. A black hole of of an apartment building. (laughs) Exactly. There would have to be like two apartments on each floor or like. Also, it never works because (laughs) you wouldn't have an eight below a six or seven below a six. Right. Yeah. He's eight. Yeah. Oh, God. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. So Chandler is is trying to reconcile with himself and has a date now with someone with a huge head (laughs) and he's going to keep a yearbook which joey asks if he can recycle yearbooks and i'm like why couldn't you recycle a yearbook it's all like paper and cardboard so i thought that was a dumb question (laughs) and then joey's taking home a large stash stack of national geographic magazines (laughs) which i was i thought was weird (laughs) Because there's pictures of people with, like, tops off and stuff in there. that's true. He likes that stuff. I don't know. I felt like the Chandler's little moment at the end, like, I know it's supposed to be all, like, sentimental, but I felt like it was just, like, I wasn't buying it. It was supposed to be sweet, but I found it a little hokey. Yeah. It was dumb. Yeah. Like, he was forcing it too much. Yeah. Agreed. Did we go to the tag yet? Did you already say the tag? No. 
Oh. Is that is that the tag? I don't I think, even know. I think, I think I in the tag he like says he went out with a big head. Oh. Then I skipped to it. Sorry. That's okay. No, no. And he's they're like, okay, list five things you like about her. And um then I was like, Oh, I want to name five things I like about you. <laughs> you are loyal, you're funny, you are kind and sometimes <laughs> to me <laughs> you're a good mom you're really intelligent oh thank you sure that like made my day oh that's so funny I that it's it's really like serendipitous that you said that because I was just texting with my sister about the phenomenon of like oh I'm not an a- words of affirmation person like I don't need that to feel validated and then I get all like but her when I'm when people don't compliment me ever <laughs> I'm like oh why doesn't anyone ever like say nice things about me oh Be- because I tell people I don't need it yeah so thank you that was really like nice and wonderful you're welcome um, I'm just sorry. I'm having to switch my um headphones in the middle of this touching moment because they're dying and they keep going. I do like the way that Apple products like the noises they make. Um, so they've been making that noise, and I just thought it was like something on your computer. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, I don't know how to use them. Like, I don't know how to tell what percentage they're at. I don't know how to tell what percentage the case is at. It's just like, I'm like there's no lights. I don't know what the, any of the controls are. I just am like, <laughs> yeah, I use them for sessions because I need the, like, I want the noise canceling. But yeah, I, I don't really know. I never bothered to read anything. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I figured like the fourth time they made that noise, I was like, one turned off and I was like, oh, I think they're dying. <laughs> Well, words of affirmation are always nice, even if you don't need that for validation. It still feels nice sometimes. I know. Thank you. Sure. I have to say something I always appreciate about you, aside from all of those things that you said, because like right back at you 100%. (laughs) um, But one of the things I've always like admired about you is your ability to just like no holds back, like deal with customer service people. Oh God, you admire you're, that? <laughs> you're so, bad. no, you're so good at it. Cause it's just like, you're so tenacious and are like, <laughs> I'm just going to like, I'm going to get this done. I know what I need. You're not going to give me any crap, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be polite about it, but I'm not going to back down. Like I've heard you on the, like, I mean, we've lived together. I've heard you on the phone. I love, I love, I've always loved that about you. It's like a different person comes out and I like if I'm in person, I I do try now really hard to say, I know this isn't your fault, but like I'm so frustrated and I like I understand that you're not doing this to me, but like you have to hear this. You have to take it. And And, and this is what I need to happen. (laughs) I'm trying to be nicer now, but it is like something if like the first thing they say to me if it like bothers me or rubs me the wrong way like the whole conversation is just like (laughs) I'm just like so aggressive and I don't think I'm like that normally it's very strange I have been become more selective about is this worth my time and my blood pressure and my Mm -hmm. like (laughs) my anger level there have been some things that I'm just like I have to swallow it and court's like but I can't believe blah blah and I'm like yeah but 
I, I can't, I can't go there. I can't get into yeah. it. I just can't. Yep. I'm glad you think that's a positive thing. I feel like it's been a negative thing. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. <laughs> no, I remember learning that about you like very early on. And it was like, oh yeah, I can do that too. Because <laughs> I would just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've gotten into it for like days at a time with people just for the principle of it and not even for like financial, like when I lost cell service one time, they like screwed me over with my phone, like the SIM didn't work or something. And it was like seven days of calling and getting hung up on and like being on hold while I'm running errands. And I finally got them to like credit me money, like towards a phone and towards service. And it was, but it was just more of the principle of like, I need you to acknowledge that you screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm already getting fired up. Just like thinking. About it. I know. You're... <laughs> I love it. God, I want to be a good example for my child. I want to be calmer. <laughs> no, but you you have to be like strong and like stand up for stand up for what you believe in too. That's true. And I love that about you. Thanks. <laughs> when appropriate. <laughs> Ugh, I'm back oh. in therapy again. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god, I can't imagine being a therapist and going to therapy. <laughs> like having that kind of perspective with the right therapist it doesn't phase me mm-hmm. anyway blah blah it's really nice to see you it's good to see you too right. i love you I'll love talk you to too you okay bye bye better friends podcast is created produced edited and all the other things by ashley madden and sarah reinen please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.